Welcome to the Platform Podcast, where we talk to coaches, athletes, experts, and real people to learn about their approaches to training, nutrition, mindset, and much more. I'm your host, Jordan Kundi wright founder and head coach of the Twin Cities Kettlebell Club. I'm on a mission to help others build sustainable, healthy lifestyles. This week, I am doing a featured replay of my guest appearance on the Key Nutrition Podcast with Brad Jensen. Now, I had Brad Jensen on my podcast earlier um, where he shared his story about sobriety and how he became uh, a fitness coach and etc. And he, in turn, invited me onto his podcast uh, to talk about kettlebells as a kettlebell expert. So I really enjoyed the conversation. We got a little crunched on time because of uh, some technical difficulties uh, on Brad's end before we got started, but it was a super fun podcast and uh, I got to be really crisp with my answers and and really have some fun talking to his audience about how kettlebells can be used uh, for anybody who's interested in general fitness purposes and what kettlebells are and how they're different than uh, barbells or dumbbells. So it was a lot of fun and I really appreciate Brad bringing me on. Um, So I'm going to share that episode with you now. And if you're listening to this podcast, I want to say thank you. And the best way that you could support me is uh, to go register for the Twin Cities Kettlebell Open here on October 23rd in Little Canada, Minnesota. Just go to my website, TwinCitiesKettlebellClub.com for details. And if you haven't already, please be sure to leave a rating review of the platform podcast in your app of choice and support my work by supporting our sponsors whose affiliate links you'll find in the episode notes. And of course, if you want to step on the platform and compete in kettlebell sport, or you just want to get into kettlebells in general, or need help with your nutrition, reach out to me. I help athletes of all levels reach their goals without wasting time using my integrated coaching approach. You can follow me on Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube at Twin Cities Kettlebell Club or email me at TwinCitiesKettlebellClub at gmail.com. Now, without further ado, let's listen in on the Key Nutrition Podcast featuring me with my friend Brad Jensen. Thank you. Welcome to the Key Nutrition Podcast, your one-stop shop for everything food, fitness, and mindset. On today's episode, we had my friend Jordan Wright on the show. Jordan owns a company called Twin Cities Kettlebell. Twin Cities Kettlebell Club. Sorry, I lost out of the club. Now, you could probably guess what this episode is about. It's about kettlebells. And I thought it was, you know, the longer the show goes on, I want to create diversity within the show and bring you different topics that maybe we haven't covered and we for sure have not covered kettlebells. It's actually more than just a funky looking dumbbell with a handle. And Jordan's going to explain that and explains what kettlebells are, how to utilize them. What are the most popular lifts people do with them? And guess what? It also, these are not just for CrossFit people or power lifters. These are for everybody. And so giving you some tips and tricks on how to use those funny looking little dumbbells at your gym. He broke it down really good. It was a shorter episode. It was very precise. We actually had a time crunch we had to squeeze this into. So he did phenomenal. He brought the heat for 35 minutes. He was very precise and crisp with his answers because this is his wheelhouse. You can tell he's passionate about kettlebells. And you guys give him a follow if you want. I've been incorporating more and more kettlebells, not a ton, but more than zero. And the past probably three to six months, and I'm a big fan of them. 
I'm a big fan of the mobility I've been getting. I'm a big fan of the different accessory body parts and and um, little muscle groups that I'm hitting that I wasn't with dumbbells. And you don't have to make the base of your training around kettlebells, but implementing them and knowing how to is incredibly important. So follow, go give him a follow on Instagram so you can check some of this out. And um, his podcast, I was honored to be a guest on. You guys can check that out on his podcast, which is also listed in the show notes. Great podcaster. Highly recommend uh, giving his show a subscribe and checking that out. So, um, you know, without further ado, guys, I'm going to let you into this. But before I do, just kidding. I was kidding. Last call for the webinar. The webinar is Monday, the 12th at 6 p.m. Mountain. I have no idea what time that is in the um, in Australia or New Zealand, but <laughs> you could Google it. 6 p.m. Mountain Standard Time um, with my partners from the Next Level Experience. And we are going to be breaking down the science behind gratitude how to implement, um, how to maximize your gratitude practice, how to protect your energy field from negative energy vampires, how affirmations play such a role in your life and how to utilize those affirmations. And then we're going to do, we're going to end with this thing called heart-focused breathing, which my partner Kevin will go over um, to really get your mind and your heart in synchronicity so you can make these affirmations and these gratitudes truly come to life for you. So it's a little sneak peek into what we do in the Next Self Experience. You'll also hear a little more about the Next Self Experience if you're interested. Um, you'll be able to uh, hear more about that. But if you just want to come and walk away with some tools to become a better you, then show up. The link is in the show notes. It's also on my Instagram. We're almost completely full. Um, it's filled up fast. So if you guys are interested, the last call, definitely check it out. Um, and if you're listening to this four or five days late, you missed the webinar. It's okay. We might do another one next round. So before we fill up the next round. But um, so without further ado, guys, I'm going to let you into um, how kettlebells can help uh, maximize your results with Jordan Wright. This is Brad Jensen, and you listen to the Key Nutrition Podcast. Jordan, thanks for coming on the show, man. Yeah, Brad, thanks for having me, man. It's good good to be on. I've been uh, I've been listening to to you and Michelle rock it out for for a while. I gotta I do have to say the uh, in a world where <laughs> that whole episode where you guys did the did the movie intro thing like and we're just losing just losing it. I I was driving in my car and had to pull over. I was laughing so I'm hard. So glad I was somebody almost, else was I was almost crying. Like I had to pull over because I couldn't see. I was laughing so hard. That's the best feedback I can get, you know, <laughs> because honestly, it's funny. Uh, I, I was genuinely like, I was trying to fight back the laughing, but you know, in those <laughs> moments you're like, I don't know if anybody else finds this funny, but I can't stop laughing at myself, which isn't, <laughs> you know. And then Michelle couldn't hold it together either. And then that just like, it just snowballed. So it was, it was funny. Like it was super, I don't remember anything else from that episode, but I remember that. Do you know what's funny? I could not tell you what the hell we talked about. I just remember <laughs> that I just discovered a new talent of mine that I was super stoked about. I was like, holy shit, I could be the movie guy. Yeah. You like do the movie, movie voiceovers. If this, if this, if all else fails, I got something to fall back on. Yeah, if this whole this whole fitness career that's lasted uh, you know a couple decades you know <laughs> yeah, falls yeah. to the wayside, I guess. Never I know. Guess you, you might just hear else. my voice. You're like, I think that was that sober bodybuilder guy. Did you hear that? <laughs> um, well, thanks for coming out, man. It's uh, it's fun to have you on this show. I was on your show. Um, 
oh, probably that was, I, I think February or March, something like that. I don't know. Yeah. Time is so nebulous now. Like who, who can keep track of this stuff with, with COVID and being, you know, all the stuff, like everything kind of just blurs together. I don't know. It was, it was, it was a couple months ago, but yeah. Yeah. Um, well, dude, so your company is called Twin Cities Kettlebell. Yeah. And, uh, you are, uh, you're Jack strong dude. I'm assuming you look like it on your Instagram. I, 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 I wouldn't say that I'm jacked necessarily, but I'm definitely larger than the average human. I was a college offensive lineman. So I'm like six, one two sixty about, but I played at almost 300 pounds when I was in college. So, um, you know, I was a big, I was a big, strong guy. You know, at one point I could, I could lift pretty heavy weights, uh, back, back in the day. Um, did you go to but, college you know, there in Minnesota or? No, just, just south of Minnesota. It was uh, a little, little college called Luther College, which is in Decorah, Iowa, just just south of the border, about two and a half, two and a half hours south of the of the Twin Cities. It's a great little, great little town, uh, great little college football program, great choir program. That was actually part of what brought me there. But it was it was uh, yeah, it was super, super fun. But uh, I hurt my back like right at the end of my senior year, which really which really sucked. Um, and I like like cleaved me from a big part of my identity. So I like got depressed, you know, started, you know, was prescribed, you know, Valium and Vicodin and shit, which is not great for any, you know, for a 20 year old who's depressed. Like that's not a, not a good combo. So uh, I did that for a little bit and then was drinking too heavy and eating like, like I was still practicing, you know, every day and playing every day. And I got super, super fat. Like after, after graduation, I went from like 300 to 330 to 350 ish. And then, you know, I stopped weighing myself because I was just so disgusted by what I saw uh, on the scale and in the mirror, you know, and then like, you know, most rational people, uh, once I stopped weighing myself, I didn't start working out. I just put the scale away and <laughs> just kept doing what I was doing for, for a period of time until, uh, until I, I finally, uh, proposed to my, to my long-term girlfriend, who's now my wife. Um, and, uh, I was like, I don't want to look like this in my wedding. And that was kind of when I like turned the corner and really started, really started, uh, lifting weights again and getting back into fitness, which is also when I happened to, to kind of discover kettlebells. So, um, it kind of came full circle for me where it was like, Oh, this, this is, this is cool. This is, this is a new, a new unique thing. And that was like back in, uh, Gosh, man, that was what 2007, I guess is, is when, uh, or 2006. Yeah. The, the years kind of blur together, but yeah, like 2006, 2007 is like the first time I, I picked up a kettlebell and, uh, I was, I was hooked like right away. I loved it. Just, just loved it. Yeah. It's a really interesting, uh, kind of dichotomy. I've had some buddies who played, um, um, played college football uh, on the line, whether it's D line or O line and, uh, once you're done with your playing career, like your job is to not be 300 pounds anymore. Like, you know, that yeah. was, it was so uh, interesting to watch them struggle where they're like, dude, I mean, my coaches were telling me, you got to eat more, you got to eat more, you got to, you got to, you know, like, and get, get your weight up, get your weight up so you can block these guys or you, so you can penetrate the line. And then all of a sudden that goes away and like all that behavior is ingrained. So I could see how, like I, my buddy ballooned up after college and he was like, dude, like, you just get so used to eating a certain way and like they're yeah, telling one you one of put two on. ways. Usually it's like either, yeah. either the guys like they do like I did and they get super fucking fat really fast. Or you get the guys that are like, I am 
going and I'm getting on the, I'm getting on the elliptical and like, and they just drop a whole bunch of weight. Like one of the guys that I played with, like he was 300 pounds. And by the time he graduated, he was, he was down 40 pounds. And then like, I saw him a couple of years later and he was, he was like almost a hundred pounds lighter than what we had played at. You know, yeah, I was yeah. like, you got those like, guys okay. where you're like, you sure you played on the line? Cause you don't <laughs> yeah, look exactly. like it. You sure you want a wide receiver? Yeah. So you picked up a kettlebell and that's why I'm having you on, man, is um, we have not covered kettlebells. And I think it's, you know, I mean, listen, like I go to like a big box gym, right? I go to a lifetime fitness and um, the dumbbells are always all being used. But then they have the yeah. rack over there with the kettlebells. And listen, this wouldn't happen at like more of your industrial type or CrossFit gyms. Like, but at these big box, I just, they're always available because yeah. I think the vast majority of people don't actually understand like what they are, how to use them, or there's some stereotypes. I had a client where I'd program some kettlebell stuff and he said, oh man, I'm not really into that CrossFit stuff. I'm like, who said that kettlebells were CrossFit? Well, that's what they do in CrossFit. I'm like, have you done CrossFit? Well, no. Okay. So, you know, I, I did teach him a little, um, you know, I had him send me a video of some of his form and, and listen, I'm not a kettlebell expert by any means, but I could tell you what he was doing was not correct. Um, <laughs> yeah. So you still know something about human movements. You're about to throw it against the mirror. <laughs> what, what intrigued you about kettlebells and like what, what, what's is, I think a lot of people out there listening. I know because a lot of general population clients almost think a kettlebell is just a different kind of funky dumbbell. Yeah. Yeah, it's uh, so so what intrigued what intrigued me about them and what I why I think they're such a great tool um, is, I mean, what what really what really hooked me was it honestly was one of the hardest things I had done because being being somebody who had trained so hard to be anaerobic and to be able to move large weights quickly, but need a bunch, you know, need to then take time off to recover. Right. It was like, like in football, you go hard for 10 seconds, you get 30 seconds off before the next play starts. And that's how my training was too. Right. Like I was, you know, I'd be, I'd be doing Olympic power cleans and you might do a, you know, three sets of five, but you get three to five minutes recovery between each of those sets. So that like, that's how my body was trained. But when I first picked up a kettlebell, uh, I was doing, I was doing swings. I was doing clean. So like the ballistic movements where you're moving explosively, but you're doing it for an extended period of time, you know, and my, and my, the, the person who had introduced me to bells was, was a Marine. And he was like, Oh, you think you're, you think you're strong and you're fit. Like, see if you can snatch this 24, this 24 kilo kettlebell, which is 53 pounds. See if you can snatch it for 10 minutes without putting it down. <laughs> You know, and so like that was that was his challenge to me. And I was like, oh, sure, I got that. You know, I can bench 450. I'm sure I can. I'm sure I can do this. This is this is no problem. And I got, you know, I got a few minutes into it and I was just I was just gassed. Right. And and then he had me do some like double clean impresses with two 24 kilo bells and see if I could do 10 minutes with that. And I, I made it like six minutes before I threw like had to go outside and throw up. And it was at a lifetime fitness here in Minneapolis. Right. Like uh -huh. and I'm a tr personal trainer there at this point. And I'm like literally about to throw up on the floor of the gym that I train it. So I like had to run out the door. I was super embarrassed, but I was like, naturally I'm hooked because it was the hardest thing that I had ever done physically. So it's like that dynamic resistance, that strength endurance piece is such a huge part of it. And then because the weight sits on the outside of your hand, when you're doing like overhead movements and things like that, you can move safely through 
ranges of motion that you can't normally get with a barbell, especially dumbbells are fairly, fairly adaptive as well, but they're not as that same dynamic resistance, like picking up, you know, think of like a sandbag, right? Shifts, the weight kind of shifts when you, when you're moving it around kettlebells are the same way because you move them in curvilinear paths. So at the bottom of the arc, it's really heavy in the middle of the arc. It feels almost weightless. And then at the top it's heavy again, right? So it's like, you're, you're moving them ballistically. You can move them safely through a number of ranges of motion. And since I played the offensive line for so long, like I had some pretty jacked up joints, like, you know, I had a bad elbow. I've had a surgically reconstructed left shoulder, you know, dislocated every finger on my hand, bad wrists, you know, all these things. So like having an implement that was sub maximal load and that I could put into ranges of motion safely really helped me rehab my shoulder. It really helped me rehab my back. Like a lot, there's a lot of things that you can do with it that really help you be able to stay safe and work through ranges of motion that you can't access, particularly with a barbell. And what, and so what, what movement would be an example of that for somebody out there listening that would be different? Like that range of motion, you're talking about like a, like, um, like a kettlebell swing or no. So when I'm talking like ranges of motion, you can't access with a barbell. I'm thinking it's particularly like overhead pressing movements, right? Because, you know, if you think about the positioning of a barbell, you have to have, you have to have your hands in front of you, you know, like, so, which nobody can see me, but, you know, think about where you catch in a barbell clean, right? If you're, if you're doing that, you have to be able to flex your wrist. You have to be able to internally rotate the head of your humerus. You ha- There's a number of things that you have to be able to do to get into the appropriate position. Whereas with a kettlebell, you just, set the bell on the outside of your wrist and you, you connect it here. And then you can just go through, you can externally rotate if you need to, you can stay neutral. If, if you have that range of motion to be able to do that. Right. So it allows a lot more, a lot more flexibility as far as the pathing that you move in for people that have restrictions or have injuries. Like, so that was super helpful. And then also because the center of gravity of the is at the bottom of the bell, when you're in that overhead position, you have to, you have to lock in and hold, hold your shoulder steady. And so if you, if you start to rotate away, the center of the gravity, that bell starts to, starts to move, starts to try and move your arm. So you have to counteract that it's anti-rotational stability, right? That's, that's super important. So when you think of like moves, like you see a lot of people do Turkish get-ups are, are a great movement that you'll see a lot of people do to help improve their, their shoulder stability. Now I don't recommend doing Turkish get-ups with heavy weight, but you'll see some guys do it as like a feat of strength or something, which is cool. But like for people, that are injured, it's a, it can be a great movement because it forces you with a, a relatively light load to be able to work stabilization muscles that, that and work through a full range of motion. You're starting on the floor, getting all the way up to overhead standing, and then back down to the floor and do that in a, in a stabilized, you know, compound manner, you know? So there's, there's a lot of specific movements to it that, that will help you, uh, that will force you to work muscles that don't necessarily get worked in the way that, that they get worked with, you know, with a barbell or, or even with dumbbells. Yeah, no, that makes total sense to me. Um, yeah, I've seen some people do some heavy Turkish. If you guys don't know what Turkish get up, just Google it. But where I'm like, yeah, there's no, I mean, these are advanced guys that are, yeah. I mean, lifting a ton of weight because I mean, even with a lighter amount of weight, when I implemented some, let me tell you, like, I realized like even my core strength was really poor. Like I couldn't like hold my shoulder and flex my app. I mean, this was a couple of years ago, but, uh, that, that makes total sense. So good range of mo- now, like when I see people, this is what I thought for years is like coming from the bodybuilding background. I'd see people do kettlebell swings going back to that. And I'm like, that is not doing a single thing. What? <laughs> like I know better now, but first, yeah. you know, yeah, of course, what yeah. does a kettlebell swing do? I mean, you, you see these guys, you know, moving the weight under underneath their legs, just trying to give you guys a visual who don't know what it is out there. Like what are the purpose of those? Yeah. So, 
it, I've got to, I've got to qualify this. I've got to qualify this answer. It depends on the style, right? So there's two primary schools of, of, uh, movement when it comes to kettlebell. Um, there is the hard style guys, which, um, their intention when they, when they swing a bell is to swing it as hard as possible, as fast as possible, and really emphasize a hip hinge and a snap, right? So think of, so think of like uh, a good morning or a debt or, or an RDL, right? When you're, when you're trying to keep your legs relatively straight, push your hips, you know, for all the way back, really activate the posterior chain. And then they, and then they stand and explode, you know, they, they stand explosively and squeeze their glutes, squeeze their hamstrings, squeeze their core and send the bell as high as they can, as explosively as they can, because the hard style guys are trying to emphasize the, 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 they're trying to express the most power possible and the most total muscle tension possible in every single movement. That's the hard style. And that's what you see most people do. And that's probably what your, what your client was thinking of when he said, well, that's what CrossFit guys do, right? It's like, they, and they do the American swings is what they're called, where they go all the way overhead. So they're really up in the amplitude of how far are they moving the weight? They're trying to generate power. So those are really good for, for power generation and really, and really good for getting your heart rate up really, really fast. So you can get a lot of bang for your buck in a short period of time. So like, I love it for Metcon. I love it for, I used to call them afterburners, right? Where I would, I would put my clients through a 45 minute strength training session. And I'd be like, Oh, by the way, we're not quite done yet. I'm going to have you do, I'm going to have you do swings, you know, 10 swings, 10 swings on and off, you know, for five minutes, you got to do 10 swings at a time, rest for rest for 30 seconds, 10, you know, we're going to do that for five minutes, you know, just so they're like basically ready to puke at the end. Like yeah. you can, They're great for cardio. Great for great for just getting your heart rate up in a very short period of time. But it's also really good for like total body coordination um, and really, and really developing that, that power output and that power, that strength, that strength movement. That's kind of the hard style. Thanks for tuning into this episode of the Platform Podcast. We interrupt this interview to share some exciting updates about the prizes and sponsors for the first annual Twin Cities Kettlebell Open happening October 23rd, which we'll be hosting at the Athlete Lab here in Little Canada, Minnesota, in the heart of the Twin Cities. 27 Degrees Apparel is designing our event t-shirt and has given us a discount code TCKB10 for 10% off all of his apparel. You should definitely check out uh, especially the limited edition Big Tim shirts which are coming out to support my man Tim Boyer who's uh, lost almost 100 pounds now. Those are only available for pre-order until May 20th so get them while you can. Um, and as with all of the orders, um, $4 for every shirt that you purchase goes to support one of several mental health charities, uh, which you can choose when you check out, which is really, really awesome. There's a list of charities uh, that you can choose from to support um, with, with your donation, which is fantastic. Uh, also, Barefoot Athletics has gift certificates for six pairs of Ursus Barefoot training shoes, my personal favorite for snatch as well as deadlift and GPP. Uh, and as I've mentioned before, Bellevator by Dennis Vasilov has given us two belts uh, to give away. Our friend Nikolai Puchlov from the Seattle Kettlebell Club is providing his new Made in the USA Pro kettlebells for competitors to try out and use on the platform if they choose, uh, as well as support from Gaspari Nutrition and others. So if you have other ideas or connections to interested sponsors, please reach out to me. And please don't forget to register for the event on our website, TwinCitiesKettlebellClub.com. And now let's get back into the interview.
now what I, what I do with my athletes uh, and the, the different style that I, that I prefer is actually the kettlebell sport style. And so this is specific to what, what's called gear voice sport. And, you know, that comes from Russia. It's an actual, it is an actual competitive sport where you're trying to accomplish uh, as many reps as you can of a specific movement for a period of time. So it's like a 10 minute set where you cannot put the weights down and you're trying to do as many reps of a specific movement as you can. There's actually a judge judging your movement and, and telling you whether or not your rep actually counted. So like for me, like long cycle is what it's called. You might have two 53 pound bells. You swing them between your legs, clean them to your chest. You have to stop with them cleaned and rested on your chest. And then you press them all the way overhead and you have to stand with them fixated overhead. And that counts as one rep. And in 10 minutes, um, I might be trying to get 60 to a hundred reps, depending on what rank I'm going for, or, you know, how heavy the bells are, et cetera. But for a guy in my weight class, you know, they, they want me to be lifting 24s, 28s or 32 kilo kettlebells, you know, so you're talking thousands and thousands of pounds in a 10 minute set without any rest and without stopping. So when that's the intention, you're trying to work as minimally as possible with every rep. You're trying to be as efficient as possible with every rep and you're counterbalancing against the load. You know, so that's a, that's a very different, that's a very different intention behind the movement. You're trying to move in a very efficient manner, very fluidly and really counterbalance again against the load. But that, that, allows you to work for a lot longer and in a way that's more strength endurance based rather than power output based. Gotcha. Nope. That makes total sense. Um, the first way you described, would that help somebody? What would it ever help somebody with lifts? Let's say like, um, like a deadlift, like, like because of that power coordination and that hinge hip and like be able to get more explosiveness for lifts like that. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, both style, both styles are beneficial in, 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 have a lot of trans have a lot of translation because both of them, one of the things they both have in common is grip strength. Right. And one of the big, one of the big issues that a lot of people have, especially when we're talking deadlift specifically, a lot of people fail on grip, right. They can, they can pull, they could pull more weight if they could hold on to it. Right. So that, that is definitely one part of it is grip strength. But then, you know, as you talked about the ability to hinge and the ability to get better range of motion and then to core coordinate those movements right across many muscle groups. That's, that's the thing is it's a com it's a very compound movement and to be able to move uh, explosively is really, really huge, especially when you talk about translating it to a, to a powerlifting application um, because, you know, barbell speed off of the floor is often predictive of how much weight you can move. Like you can actually calculate what is somebody's one rep max based on the weight that was on the bar and how fast the bar came off of the ground. Right. So the ability to translate energy into an explosive movement uh, is, is very important. And that can really help you know, with athletes a lot. I think, I think that's one of the big gaps that we have actually in our youth athletes, especially as we train them, we train them for power and, or we train them for strength, but not for power and not, and not for that ability to generate force quickly. You know, they get, they get used to moving slow. And then when you ask them to go fast, (laughs) these big, strong guys suddenly can't, they can't translate that into power output. And that's, that's a really big, that's a really big shortcoming for a lot of youth athletes. Gotcha. Okay. That makes a ton of sense. No, thank you. Um, and so why are all the kettlebells and kilos? I just always have to do the math just for the record. I'm just that's from Russia with love. my friend. <laughs> yeah. Right. From yeah. Russia. Yeah. I'm like, yeah. okay, so, so if that's 28, then I, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's, yeah. It's 28 times 2.2. Yeah. 2.2. I'm like, just, it's, yeah. it's up there. Okay. I'll just two plus some change. 
Yeah. Um, yeah, exactly. Just double it and add a little bit to it, but you know, mostly. So is there any benefit to, um, doing, so like you'll see a lot of the common movements with kettlebells, kind of the ones you've, you've described, you know, is there any benefit from doing, let's say, let me throw out a couple, like an RDL with Mm -hmm. kettlebells compared to dumbbells. Is there a difference? Yeah. So there's not going to be a ton of difference, um, with a movement, like with a movement, like RDLs, um, you know, they're going to be fairly analogous. The, the big difference is on a dumbbell, the weight, the weight is centered on either side of your hand. So, so it's fairly balanced, right? Whereas if you're doing it with, if you're doing it with kettlebells and you're gripping it by the handle, the center of gravity is going to be below your hand. So it's just going to be a little bit more challenging. You might, you might, you know, the similar, the same weight might require a little bit more force. You know, you might have a little bit better muscle recruitment, but I don't think in general, it's going to be a huge difference. Um, I think that, I think the nice thing with kettlebells, you know, is, is, is part is the portability component of it, right? Like you only need one bell and you can take it with you pretty much anywhere. And if you've got a heavy enough load that it challenges you and you can do like the ballistic movements with it, uh, you know, you can do the ballistics, you can do presses, you can do RDLs, you can do, you can do all sorts of lunge variations, right? You can, you can take it anywhere and, and basically have it be your portable gym. Like if you're going on vacation with the family or something, you know, you're driving somewhere. It's, it's great for that, I think. And there's, you're, there's very little that you won't be able to do with it effectively. Um, is it the best for, it's not the best for everything. I just think it's like the most versatile tool because it's, it's good for, it's good for everything. And for some things it is the best, you know, like ballistics. I think, I think it is the best for ballistics just from a, a safety perspective and, and an output standpoint point, right? You're a lot safer doing swings with a kettlebell than you are trying to teach somebody how to do, you know, a a barbell clean and jerk, for example. I mean, that's a highly technical movement. Right. Yeah. No, that actually helps a lot. And it's probably one of the, just that center of gravity to like when I do farmer's walks or something, I mean, the amount of weight I'm carrying with the dumbbells, how long they are, my forearms start giving out a lot faster because I have to balance that. Whereas the kettlebell, I get a really heavy kettlebell and walk and it feels really good on both sides. Yeah. Yeah, is, for sure. I there, love farmer's carries. This is one of the, one of the fundamental movements, loaded carries of any kind, but I especially love them with, with kettlebells. Yes, me too. I really, really have liked those with kettlebells as of late. So when we look at hypertrophy movements, meaning curls, let's say, you know, I'll sometimes do skull crushers with them only because they're so crowded over in the dumbbell section Yeah, yeah. and there's nobody over by the, the kettlebells. So I'll throw down a mat. Is there much benefit to doing, let's say, you know, where I got into lateral raises with, um, with kettlebells and I liked the, how it kind of kept that, that, uh, center of gravity. I found I was pulling more laterally with that delt than, than a dumbbell. Is there much benefit or is it kind of like, eh, take your pick. It's not the biggest deal ever. Yeah. It's, I mean, it's, yeah, it's, it's a little bit, a little bit, a little bit of both of those, right? Like you'll, you'll have your preference probably, you know, between the two, I will say that I think that kettlebells, um, in general, work your grip more than, than dumbbells do. So because, because that center of gravity again is below your hand, especially if you're doing a lateral raise, they're going to want to sway a little bit. So you're going to have to grip them a little bit harder to keep them stable. Right. So, so there's always that aspect, but they, they both offer that same ability to, to, you know, get good alignment for the muscle that you're trying to focus on. So you can ensure that you're, you're in line with your, with your shoulders well, and that you can really activate and focus on that delt. And then it's just a little, you know, sometimes a little trickier knowing what the appropriate 
appropriate load is a because they're in <laughs> they're in kilograms like you mentioned, um, but then b because because they're not equally distributed on either side of your hand and you're not directly connected, the lever gets a little bit longer, so it makes it a little bit harder to to figure out exactly what the right load is. So you might be able to do lateral raises with 35 pound dumbbells, but if you pick up you know 16 kg kettlebell, you might might be a little bit harder for you to, to get it up that high. So you might, yeah. you might be able to, to go down and load just a little bit to, to get that full range of motion. Yeah, no, that makes total sense. What do you have gen pop people come to you and teach them kettlebells? Oh yeah. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. It's uh, one of my, honestly, one of my favorite, one of my favorite things, uh, you know, with my, with my team, uh, one of my favorite things is getting people who are brand new to kettlebell and into kettlebell sport, especially, but any, just introducing anybody to kettlebell, like I'm all about that. I love that. Like I love, I love getting people who have, you know, come from some other sport or they're from CrossFit or they're from powerlifting or, you know, they were, they were a college athlete or whatever. And they, they're looking for their next thing. They're looking for something. They're looking for a competitive outlet, a competitive outlet, excuse me. I love teaching people kettlebell sport. I love teaching, you know, just gen pop people, just kettlebells in general too. And like how they can use them safely, effectively, you know, because I, I still think they're, you know, I think they're the best tool out there, you know, but I'm biased. But yeah, but I agree with you. They're probably the most versatile. And and one reason why I wanted to have you on was kind of kill the stigma that kettlebells are for a certain type of lifter, you know? Yeah. And yeah. Like they, they're for power lifters or CrossFit people. I've heard a lot of people saying them. Yeah. Um, well, um, then, you, then you'll also hear people say, well, they're only for, they're only for cardio and you can't build muscle with them. I'm like, really? Yeah. I'm still 260 pounds and in a given workout, I lift over 10,000 kilos. Um, you know, <laughs> volume is volume for one. And then if I wanted to really focus on hypertrophy, I would just go with heavier loads, slow down, do more time under tension, do more focused yep. eccentric movements, do, you know, like it's the same principles. It's an implement. It's a hunk of fucking steel. <laughs> like it's just a matter of loading it appropriately, knowing what you're doing, maybe working with an expert to help you understand what, how the principles are different, you know, or how the movements are different for that implement, but it can be used by anybody. And that's, that's the thing is it's so accessible. I've got people who are 68 year old grandmas that I, that I'll train with. And I've got, you know, I've got a 16 year old uh, high school football player. Who's probably going to get a full ride scholarship because he's one of the best tight ends in the country. You know, like the range is, the range is incredible. Like you can, you can tailor it to whomever the people can take it anywhere. You can work with light loads, heavy loads, low volume, high volume, quick and dirty you know, 10 minute blitzkrieg workouts that leave you just gasping for error. You can do 90 minute sessions with rest in between and, and use it in the same or similar manner as you would with, with dumbbells, right? It's for anybody. You just have to tailor the approach to the goal, to your capability and make sure you're scaling it appropriately and then progressively overloading just like we do with any other implement. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm glad you, uh, you said that because the, the weight is the weight, how you choose to use the weight is going to determine what, what kind of training it is. It's yeah. not like, Oh, like a, like a deadlift is only for power lifters or like, or, you know, or any of these things. But, um, if somebody was out there and was like, okay, I've got some kettlebells, these sound intriguing, but I, what, like, what is your best suggestion to somebody out there that's listening is like, oh, I mean, Jim's got some kettlebells. I've never picked them up. Like what movements would you start with? And where's like, do you either have, like, do you have some kind of like guide or do you send people like, is it YouTube videos or just to give some people some like a practical tip to take, like go into your gym. Don't be scared of those. Like start with these couple movements and see how you like them. 
Yeah, yeah, for sure. Like um, the 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 one that I think anybody can access without any like without any professional instruction is like a goblet squat, right? Go pick up the bell, put it in front of you, and and hold it with both hands. Grip you can either grip it by the handle or grip it by the body of the bell, and then just use it as a loaded front squat and see and see how that feels. Get as deep as you can. You can use the bell as a nice counterbalance so that you can sit nice and deep. Like that's a great that's a great place to start. Like that's an easy that's an easy basic fundamental human movement that is i think really awesome if i was going to a gym that had kettlebells i would ask you know like at lifetime you know that's where i started i was a certified kettlebell instructor that worked at lifetime fitness i would ask them like hey are any of your trainers like kettlebell certified because i kind of want to learn how to how to use those right and a, a trainer will likely show it to you for free right so if you if you have access in person to somebody that that is a kettlebell expert awesome that's a great place to start you know personal trainers usually understand human movement pretty well. So you can also get some help there. You know, as far as online resources, like, you know, there, there are some, just like everything, there are some awesome people on YouTube and there's some absolute fucking monkeys on YouTube that have no idea what the hell they're doing. And they're just like, uh, you just, you just grab this bell and throw it out there and squeeze your glutes. And, you know, know, I'm doing my best Sheena, uh, you know, and you know, that's how, that's how you get the peach butt, you know, like, find find some find some reputable people right but you know you know check credentials there's there are people that actually are certified in kettlebell movement you know so uh ikff is a is a certification strong first is one rkc is another like those are a few that that are out there um you know but like working with a professional is always great i i will send people instructional stuff i like to send people like one i I like to send people like personalized videos i am working on building out my youtube content but um you know i haven't i haven't done a ton of that but um there's a lot of good people out there. Kettlebell Kings has a ton of good stuff out there. And they're like the, they're like the number one seller of kettlebells uh, in the, in the country. And they have great resources on their website. Joe Daniels is another guy that, that is a fellow coach who I love. And he, like he does hypertrophy stuff with, with kettlebells. And he's like a former bodybuilder who's, you know, five, nine and two twenty, and just built like a brick, you know, people, when people are like, Oh, you can't build muscle with kettlebells. I'm like, I really tell, tell Joe Daniels that. Cause that, <laughs> that guy is literally like just a ball of muscle, you know? So there's a few, there's a few resources out there. You can always hit me up. I'm, I'm always happy to help. Yeah. You know, what's interesting too about that is that I've incorporated some more kettlebells as a buddy kind of showed me a few, a uh, few more, a little more technicalities behind it. Cause I'm not strong first. I'm not certified in kettlebell. And so I also don't have an ego that like somehow because I've been around the bodybuilding community, like I know how to pick up a kettlebell the exact same because it's not the truth. Um, I appreciate that. But <laughs> I, I um, much appreciate that. Let me tell you, interesting enough, like things like uh, like my brachialis, my forearm muscles have probably the most um, defined growth I've seen in them ever. And from doing some of those movements that I wouldn't kind of expect where I'm working different muscle groups. Again, a Turkish get up. I was like, I can do that, bro. <sighs> It was like, I don't even remember what kilo it was, but let's just say it was a, a dainty one. I don't even remember because I didn't want to. Yeah. And man, I could barely, and I realized just how much some of my mobility and core strength in, and all these accessory muscles that kind of help you were off, off kilter. And so um, it's been really good. I tore my pec about 10 years ago and it's just never healed the same. And um, doing some kettlebell stuff has really kind of helped that range of motion in that. I was getting really tight. Um, and so I'm a big fan of it. And obviously I don't know everything there is. And that's why I wanted, I don't, I don't know a ton, to be honest. So I wanted to have a guy like you come on and, and share some of this. So thank you for doing that, man. I really yeah, appreciate it. Thanks that. for having me. Um, what, so tell us a little about your company before I let you go, because that, 
I, I almost think we need to have you back on to, to go over some other stuff, but you gave 30 minutes of fire on kettlebells. That was like Thank you. very descriptive, very good information, but tell us about your company, what you guys do. Yeah. So, uh, Twin Cities Kettlebell Club, um, you know, it's an, it's an online, online group of people that are doing uh, kettlebell sports specifically. Um, and I, I, my approach is what I call an integrated coaching approach because I'm also a nutrition coach with, uh, you know, with, uh, Jason through Jason Phillips company NCI, which I know you're, you know, that's, that's how we first got connected. So I'm a, I'm a, I'm a level one, uh, NCI coach getting my level two here in, in, uh, next weekend. So, um, you know, right I, I do, I do nutrition coaching in addition to the kettlebell sport coaching, because I feel like those two things kind of go hand in hand. Um, that's kind of the focus of, of the twin cities kettlebell club is really around that kettlebell sport component. And I'm, I'm in the process of launching my, my, my second, uh, my second brand, which is the kettlebell fat blast. And that is much more for the gen pop. And that is, that is around like what we were talking about, like fitness style movements and more, more accessible to people who aren't interested in kettlebell sport necessarily, but want like, Hey, I've got 30 minutes and I want to get my ass kicked and I want to be able to do this a few times a week. And I'm going to, I'm going to lose some weight, you know, doing that. So, uh, I'm in, I'm in process of building out that content and building out some of that YouTube, you know, some of the supporting videos, you know, coaching up some of those movements. Um, so those are kind of the, the two, the two big things that, uh, that I have gone with, uh, with my company. Right on, man. Well, where, where are you hanging out the most? Where can people find you and, uh, find your company to, uh, to look into working with you if they're interested in learning more about kettlebells. Yeah. Uh, at twin cities, kettlebell club on, uh, on Instagram, um, and twin cities, kettlebell club at gmail.com, uh, twin cities, kettlebell club.com. <laughs> so everything is twin cities, kettlebell club. I, I all across the board, keep it nice and keeps it and keeps it nice and simple. You could just, you can ping me there. Um, and, uh, the platform podcast is the name of the podcast that I put out. And that's, that's where you, you guys should go listen to Brad's to Brad's episode. Cause that was, that was fire. I get a lot of great feedback about that. People, people love your, people love your story. I know you've told it a thousand times, but it's, it's a great story. And I just, I wanted to thank you for sharing that. People really, people really appreciated it and gave me a lot of positive feedback on that episode. That's so, amazing, that was great. man. Great to hear that. So we'll list everything for you guys in the uh, show notes. And he's a great podcaster. Um, I know because you interviewed me and I can immediately tell it was great. So we'll list the podcast Thanks. for you guys, the, uh, the Instagram and the website, um, check it out. And then when you launch it, man, let me know, dude, let's have you back on to talk more about that. So Awesome. Um, I I'd appreciate your thank time, you man. I appreciate you bringing fire in a shorter window than we wanted. So thank you guys. Give them a follow. Um, I was just looking through your content. A lot of good just, I, I was asking like, where can people find some of this? And I was just sk skimming through some of your content. I'm like, oh, he definitely breaks down some movements on here and videos and shows you and, and, um, yeah, it's so, almost all on Instagram right now. Definitely just need to put, just need to put some more effort into getting it uh, onto YouTube as well. Yeah. You and me both, man. It's just like, you know, the, you know, the checkbox list of entrepreneurs is like, what, There's you know, and I'm so like, much I'll get to day. that tomorrow. And then tomorrow comes and I'm like, I got another shit I got to deal with. So, um, you guys give them a follow. Definitely check some of that out. Don't be afraid of the kettlebells. They're not just for whoever you think they're for. They're for you. They're for everybody. And, uh, and I'm a big fan of them and looking forward to learning more about them. So thank you, man. Appreciate your time coming on. You're a stud. Thank you. Appreciate it, Brad. Appreciate you, man. Thanks for having me on. Okay. Talk to you guys next week. Bye-bye. See you, brother. Hey guys, it's Brad here. Just wanted to thank you so much for listening. We couldn't be any more grateful that you took the time out of your day to listen to us. We hope we provided value. If we did, it would mean the world to us if you would subscribe and share this with your friends.
Thanks for listening to this episode of the Platform Podcast. I'm Jordan Cundy Wright. We'll be back with a new episode for you next week. Please don't forget to register for the Twin Cities Kettlebell Open on our website, TwinCitiesKettlebellClub.com. And if you have a question or a suggestion, please email me at TwinCitiesKettlebellClub at gmail.com. And don't forget to follow us on social media at Twin Cities Kettlebell Club. And if you want to step onto the platform and compete in kettlebell sport, please reach out to me. Until next time.